0: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have a very, very special show and guest in store for you on this uh, Columbus Day here in New York City. I know many people, it's a big controversy these days as to whether to celebrate Columbus Day or not. Um, I always say any excuse for a party is a good excuse, but yes, it's always good to be a little more conscious about the implications of things. So it's wonderful to see such an interesting conversation happening on social media um, around sort of the significance of this day. So I hope you will enjoy the show. So let's get started real quick with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham, and then we'll introduce our guest. From the universe... Do you ever wonder whether you're on the right path? Do you sometimes feel vulnerable in new relationships? Does certainty elude you when making big decisions? Outstanding. Fantastic. All the legends who came before you also said yes. Walking on sunshine, the universe, Uh, having a little fun with us, I think, the universe is reminding us that, yes, everybody who uh, does anything from the large to the small, that sometimes we wonder, sometimes we second guess ourselves, sometimes we feel vulnerable, sometimes we don't know if we're making the right decision or not. It happens to all of us. You're not alone. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Take your inner being everywhere you go. If you take your inner being to the party, it's going to be a good party. If you take your inner being, the food that you eat will be received perfectly by the cells of your body. Every word that comes out of your mouth will be beneficial to everyone who hears them with their ears or with their vibration. Don't go anywhere without your inner being. That's what allowing is. Always having your inner being present. And then anything else that happens is always orchestrated perfectly by the law of attraction. Abraham. So uh, this is a little bit of a mysterious quote from Abraham talking about your inner being. What exactly is your inner being and why do we need to take it with us everywhere we go? Well, I like to think of our inner being. I mean, some people may call it our spirit, our soul. I like to think of it more as our higher consciousness. I like to think of it as our inner knowing, as really just paying attention to our heart and how we feel and really being there in fully present in our bodies and really feeling how we feel in any given situation. You see, when you take this inner presence with you, When you meet somebody, you'll instantly feel, hmm, does this person feel good to me or not good to me? Does this feel like somebody I want to connect with or not connect with? Does this feel like somebody who's in alignment with me or not in alignment with me? So our inner being is more, it's like our inner guidance system. It's our our inner instincts, you know, instinct gets a very bad rap because it tends to have this fight or flight mode. But our instinct operates on such a subtle level. And really, when it's attuned to those things that really um, keep us at a high level, then our instincts can really serve us. And and just because we're feeling fearful in a moment you know it doesn't mean we have to let that fear dictate our actions but it's good to be aware of it and to just question ourselves why am I feeling fearful why am I feeling unease is it because of this particular person this particular situation is it a memory is this a pattern that I'm matching to maybe some trauma I had when I was a kid so when we're really in attunement and in alignment with the greater part of ourselves, with that which is really deep at our core and our essence, it really provides us with amazing guidance. And you know what? It even helps us to make little decisions when we really stay in tune with our inner being, our inner guidance. You know, do what do I do I have that bagel for breakfast this morning or do I go get a green juice? You know, do I go have a salad for lunch and am I or am I going to get a hamburger? You know, even little things, subtle things like that can it can have a, a big profound effect on. And of course, as always, these quotes of the day are so apropos for our topic of the day and for our guest and and believe me very truly when i say that it is my extreme pleasure to welcome back by popular demand one of my favorite guests who have had on the show teresa de grobois Teresa is on a mission, like myself, to change the planet one word of mouth epidemic at a time. She is a four-time best-selling author, including her latest book, Mass Influence, truly discussing today. And Teresa believes that we can shift the thinking of society just by understanding how to generate the spread of positive word of mouth. Teresa is an international speaker, trainer, and best-selling author. She's been featured on television, radio, and print media across the globe. Teresa is passionate about teaching others to play bigger and to generate wealth by creating more powerful relationships, both locally and internationally. As the founder and chair of the Evolutionary Business Council, which is how we met. Teresa leads an international invitation only council of speakers and influencers who are focused on teaching principles of su- success. And you also have a, a mission statement, Teresa, don't you, uh, around that?
1: I do. And Thank what you is for the that? generous introduction, Sam?
0: Oh, you're quite welcome. So just 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 for our audience sake, what is the mission for the Evolutionary Business Council?
1: Well, we have a big, hairy, audacious mission that transformational principles hit 1.2 billion people on this planet by the year 2020. Because that essentially represents the tipping point for humanity to really get what it means to be successful as a human being, to live a happy, turned on, awesome life. Ah,
0: I love it. I love it. I love big, hairy, audacious dreams and goals and intentions because that is how we change the world, isn't it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it really is one grassroots initiative at a,
0: at a time absolutely absolutely and i'm 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 really excited that, that you've come back and taken some time off of your holiday schedule to come and be on the show with us today um, as you've been on the show before I'm not going to necessarily dig too deep into your your past uh, um, listeners can always go back and, and listen to our first interview with Teresa that happened earlier this year Um, So let's just dig right into it. You've written three best-selling books before you came out with Mass Influence. What was the catalyst? What was that spark? What was the thing that made you say, you know what, I've got to put this stuff down on paper and get it out there so people know this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I wish I could say there was like one big moment in my life. You know, and a lot of people, uh, you know, they they almost grow up knowing who they are and what they want to be in the world. And in my case, I would almost say I I fell into it or someone hit me over the head with a two by four (laughs) one day, Um, you know. And it it all really started when I had what I would now affectionately call my really bad year, Uh, probably about 15 years ago now. uh And my life was so turned upside down at that time. You know, my father had passed away, my marriage had ended. My, uh, my health was in a complete spiral, and my business had failed. Mm. And uh, the only thing I was so clear on at that time was how unhappy I was and unfulfilled I was at doing what I was doing. And during that period, somebody gave me a copy of Janet Atwood's book, um, The Passion Test, which talks uh, about you know lean yes. in the direction of your passion. And I also um, picked up a copy of Steve Hobbs' book, Your Great and Wonderful Life. And the seeds those book planted had me just start leaning toward, okay, how do I lean in the direction of creating a more fulfilled life? And interestingly, you know, when you just lean in, within two years of that time, my life had completely changed. And I was now really on fire doing stuff that I was really excited about doing.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And I love, I really love that concept of leaning in towards something or just, you know, moving in that direction. Cause sometimes we think it's got to be some big, huge thing and they got to take on some big project. And sometimes it's not. It's, it's about just the little things, the subtle things, you know, just, just leaning in that direction. It can be very subtle, but it can have such profound effects in our life. And, and Teresa. Yeah, I- Go
1: ahead. I was going to say, absolutely. You know, I think so many of us wait for that, you know, crystal clarity of what am I meant to be doing? Where am I supposed to be going with my life? And so, you know, trapped inside of that, you can never start, you know? Right. And, you know, one of the things I like to teach, and I talk about this in Mass Influence, is. You know, notice if you hear yourself saying, someday I will, or someday when I have enough money, enough credential, enough time, I'm going to. Or notice if you find yourself saying, you know, I don't have, uh, I, or why doesn't somebody just solve this problem for the world? because those are all clues to what your dream is and what you should be leaning into those things that bug you the most about fixing and those (laughs) things that you wish you would do someday those are the things you want to lean into now
0: you know it's so funny i mean working with clients and sometimes i get people say well i just don't know what i want to do with my life and i'm like really you really don't know and then you just ask a couple of quick questions like well if money was not an issue and you could just do whatever you wanted when you get a in the morning, what would make you happy? What would make you, you know, joyful? And then they start talking about doing this or doing that or traveling or or, or 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 working with people. And then it becomes pretty obvious. So you actually do know what you want to do. You just happen to think it takes a lot of money to do what you want to do. And they'll be kind of sheepishly, well, yeah, I guess kind of sort of I'm like, okay, well let's find figure out a way of how you can do that without having a lot of money. Because we tend to always put that up right as a big block that's stops us from really doing the things that we want to do because we think we need a ton of resources. And the reality is that's not usually the case.
1: Yeah, you know, it's so true. And it's not even always so much what you're doing, it's who you're being.
2: Right.
1: You know, like it's so important to really notice that, right? Because a lot of times what we're doing is just our way of articulating who do I want to be? And maybe that's adventurous, of high service to others. Right. really out there pushing the envelope and challenging myself. And, and what you say you want to do just represents your vision of what that means.
2: right? right.
1: So, so it's, you know, it's really important to think about, well, who do I really want to be in the world? And, you know, research shows that most people are a lot more happy when they make their lives about connecting with others, being of service to others, being an inspiration to others. Mm. And, you know, when you lean in the direction of really making your life stand for something, really um, being an inspiration to other people, being a contribution to other people, then you'll find it doesn't matter what you're doing who you're being will make you happy and turned on and excited.
0: Right. Exactly. 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 Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, Teresa, we're going to take a, just a quick commercial break. And when we come back, well, let's talk a little bit about influencers, you know, how you learned about influencers, how you studied them. And then I really want to get into the the 10 habits of uh highly influential people and uh that'll probably take us through the almost the entire show so um how about we do that okay sounds perfect wonderful so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour is Ter- Teresa de Grobois author of Mass Influence the Habits of Highly of the Highly Influential and we will be right back
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris lifestyle travel consultant and your host on travel and wellness today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Talkingalternative.com Talking with Teresa DeGroatbois, author of *Mass Influence: The Habits of the Highly Influential*. So, Teresa, um, uh, how do you know when somebody's highly influential? Like, I'm, I'm sure you you studied, um, people. Like, how did you decide who your role models were going to be in, in in coming up with this, and and who you were going to like look at and see what they did to be influential.
1: Well, you know, all of us have influence, right? Right. And really, what is influence? It's Do people know, like, and trust you enough Hmm. that they would do something based on a suggestion that you make, right? Hmm. Can you actually cause other people to to action based on your word? And everyone has influence at some level. Mass influence, then, is do you have the ability to have a lot of people know, like, and trust you that they would take action based on your word, right? Right. And, you know, so, of course, it's always interesting to look at some of the most influential people of our time, you know, like Martin Luther King Jr. or Gandhi, mm. um, you know, people who not only had millions of people follow their word but, and shifted millions of people to action, but actually changed the course of the way the world thinks. If you study people at those highest levels of influence, then you can start to see there are patterns and norms and actually etiquette the the highly influential tend to have and it really is just simply a skill set it's not something people either have or don't have, it's Mm -hmm. a skill set to be learned.
0: Right, it's one of those things that, you know, people tend to think that some people are just natural born leaders and yes, some people may have some talent in that direction, but anybody can really learn to become a leader um, as these people did And, and again, I also would like to point out for our audience that people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King and they d- have influenced millions of lives and this was long before the internet was around, uh, social media, that things actually are, have become easier in a way to, to have influence than ever before. Again, if we follow these rules and principles, right? Because you can connect to lots of people, but if you don't follow these rules, if you're, let's say, being inauthentic or you're just really all about promoting yourself, you're not going to have much influence, are you?
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the key principles that you need to understand about influence is that you know you can't make yourself famous you can't make yourself influential <laughs> you need right. other influential people to yeah. talk about you and you know give you credence give credibility to what you say so it's actually those relationships with all those other influential people that's one of the most foundational habits of the highly influential. They are masters at building relationships, not only with their own following, but with other influential people.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so how about we, we, we go through, you have these, um, in, in the middle of your book, you have these 10 habits of highly influential people. Why, why don't we just uh, go through and, and touch upon these each a little bit?
1: Sure, I'd love to. Well, you know, and and the first one, you know, the one a lot of people don't think about, especially in business, is that highly influential people solve a big problem for the world, right? right? They are of high, high service to others. And, you know, if you think about it, like, what does it take for a 28-year-old fresh out of Bible college to become globally iconic? You know, of course, I'm talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., right? Right. But he stood in the biggest problem going on on the planet at the time, but he also did it, he gave people very specific actions that they could take and rally behind. You know, he did the bus boycott in Montgomery, Alabama, or the Mm -hmm. march at Selma. They were distinct things that people could wrap their head around inside of standing for this huge problem going on in humanity, right? Mm -hmm. And if I could give you an example in business that's going on right now, I love Mm -hmm. the work that Judy Von Meekirk is doing with the digital bra. You know, and it's a very practical example, but Judy is actually a leader in the women's empowerment movement Uh in in Europe and the UK. And uh, one of the things that drives Judy crazy is that our generation of women think it's okay to hurt ourselves in the name of fashion. You know, we wear shoes that hurt. uh, Don't even talk to me about bikini waxing. (laughs) And so Judy has invented an app. It's called the Digital Bra. Women can scan themselves and custom order a perfect fit bra that will be made to measure. This is not only taking on the way a generation of women think, but it's you know really solving the problem of a major health issue because a lot of chiropractors and cancer experts cite constricting or poorly fitting bras as a major health risk for women uh-huh. right? right so you know Judy's not just manufacturing a product she's standing inside the problem of leading a generation of women to teach our daughters that sexy and beautiful doesn't have to hurt
2: Right.
1: you know right. wow think about that. And it's interesting, they've just launched a big campaign. I would pre- predict that this is going to go extremely viral just because of who Judy is and the leadership that she brings
0: to them. Okay. And, and you know, I guess part of that is 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 not kind of second-guessing yourself and saying, well, who am I to take on this big issue? Um, or And that, you know, sometimes it's just by looking at, like, what's in front of you and, and what... Uh, makes you passionate, and and what kinds of issues like really you know get your ire up, as they say, um that it's just you you go for it, you 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 work towards it, and and you know maybe in the beginning you don't necessarily think, well, I'm gonna. Change the lives of millions of people. Maybe you just want to change the lives of hundreds or thousands of people. But by really being true to that mission and being true to yourself and and what motivates you, that energy, that that influence then starts to ripple out like, you know, those waves in a still pond when you drop a pebble in it.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I love that Margaret Mead quote, you know, yeah. never believe that a few caring people can't change the world, for indeed that's all who ever have. have.
0: Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And and
1: I mean, even, you know, take the example of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., right? He didn't stand in, I want to change the whole world. He stood in, I want to create the bus system to be fair in Montgomery, Alabama. Right. Now, right. I don't mean to belittle his work. Please don't hear that. No. What I want people to hear is, that often those small initiatives where you focus on helping 100, 200, 1,000 people actually have far greater ripple effect than you might ever deem possible. So never underestimate the value of really going after a problem and going after it hard, even if it is just a small and local population.
0: Right, absolutely, absolutely, because we don't really know what the, the ultimate consequence is Of us focusing with all of our hearts on that small problem, which kind of leads us to the habit number two, which is about authenticity.
1: Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of different definitions of authenticity out there, right? Right. Here's mine. Authenticity is your inside voice saying the same thing as your outside voice. Mm. In other words, what you're thinking is in alignment with what you're saying, right? Right. So... You know, highly influential people are deeply authentic. And, you know, there's really two sides to authenticity, right? Like, A, are you doing something you really love? Because if you don't, if you're just, you know, working for a living and you've just got a job and you don't really care about the service you are to other people or the problem you solve for the world, you are diminishing your own influence because you're inauthentic. You know, you, you know you can recognize a salesman that comes up to you and says, wow, this is a really great product, you should buy it, when inside you can tell they're saying, oh, God, I need this sale. Please let me make this sale. Right. Right. So if you don't deeply care about what you're doing, if you're not deeply passionate about it, you're inauthentic. And, you know, another big piece of authenticity is influential people only ever deal with and recommend and build a relationship with other influential people they deeply admire. It's highly authentic. Right an influential person would never recommend or endorse someone that they didn't firmly believe in because they understand how important it is to have what, what they're saying internally aligned with what they're saying externally.
0: Right. Be- because also when when you're being authentic, you know, you're just being sort of who you are. So how you act, how you speak, what you work on, it all naturally kind of lines up w- with, uh, with what you're about. And If you're about one thing and then you try and work with somebody who's about something completely different, something's askew. Something's not going to work. It's not really going to be in alignment. You're not really going to be able to have the influence that you think you want.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to really notice what's important to you and what's important to other people. And, you know, a lot of people make the mistake in business of playing small And, you know, this is really where our inner dialogue gets in the way, right? Mm -hmm. Because as human beings, we're all hardwired with a set of, you might call them self-limiting beliefs, or Randy Gage calls them mind viruses. There's a lot of words in the success (laughs) literature for this. But essentially, we all have some kind of inner conversation where we critique and criticize ourselves, right? Right. And that really comes up when you talk about being influential and stepping into playing a bigger game, right? Right. You might have, I don't have enough credibility. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good at speaking in front of a crowd. I could never host a radio show. There's all kinds of limiting beliefs there. And yeah, yeah. really, when you don't actually confront those and look at them, essentially what you're, you're doing is you're resigning yourself to not being influential. You know, the scary thing is the only people on this planet who do not have a lot of self-limiting beliefs that stop them from becoming influential mm-hmm. are in fact sociopaths, right? So uh, when you yeah. resign yourself and don't learn to take on and come to peace with your inner conversation – then you're essentially resigning yourself to a world led by sociopaths. Yikes. Let's be one of those awesome, great (laughs) leaders that learn the skill of influence and learn how to overcome and step over their self-limiting beliefs because that's the world I want my grandkids to
0: grow up in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's very easy to to sort of criticize and, and to see, you know, what's wrong about people in leadership positions today. But it's like, okay, we recognize what's wrong. What are we going to do about it? You know, I love that old Hopi Indian quote saying, you know, we're the ones we have been waiting for. Th- there is yeah,
1: absol- such a powerful, it, 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 such a powerful statement.
0: Absolutely. And, and there's absolutely no reason for us not to at least make the effort. And you know what? If you fail, so what? At least you can say you tried. And more often than not, By just trying, by just making that effort, by taking that leap, by by stepping outside of what feels comfortable and 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 what you've always known, you know, sometimes just that act can can have tremendous influence upon people.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's so profound and so simple at the same time, right? Right.
0: Right, Yes.
1: You know, so many of us have an I'm not worthy conversation going on in their head. And so I'm speaking to you, the listeners right here, right now. I deem you worthy. Go do something big. You know, your dreams feel bigger to you than they do to anyone else on the planet because they're Mm. your dreams. So you're going to have more trouble living your dreams than anyone else on the planet because they're your dreams. Mm. And no one else on this planet has been made more tailor-made, custom-made to actually succeed at doing your dreams and taking on the influence and the impact that you want to have in the world because they're your dreams you will be more authentic doing them than anyone else here will. Whether it's doing something that inspires others, doing something that serves others, go live your dreams because that's where you'll have the most influence.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. I could not have said it better myself. Okay. Time for us to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, um, we're not going to be able to hit all of these habits, but I do want to hit a a few more of them uh, with the time that we have left. I want to go into one-to-many because I think that's, that's an important one, and then we'll see where that takes us. Okay, Teresa? Perfect wonderful so everybody please stay tuned and of course if you would like to call in with your own questions our call-in number is 877-480-4120 you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity and we'll be right back
1: Listening to the Talking Alternative
2: Network.
0: I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Teresa De Gaubois, author of the brand new number one best-selling book, Mass Influence. Um, so, Teresa, um, although we're not going to get to all of them, I do want to talk about sort of the next habit, the third habit, which is about one to many. And and I really wanted to to talk about this because this is something that I don't really see most people who talk about influence and success and, and and affecting change i don't really see people talking about this aspect of it that much i wonder why that is
1: well yeah you know this one is like it's so obvious that a lot of people yeah. miss it yeah and and it's so obvious once you see it that it, you know a, a lot of people are like yeah of course i knew that and yet they're not doing it in their own businesses in their own careers right right and that is that you know highly influential people tend to spend much of their time communicating in a one to many fashion mm-hmm. like so think about what that means for a minute right it, you know if you're a service provider for example maybe you're a uh, a therapist of some sort or a consultant or um, you know you basically deal with your clients one at a time you might be trading your hours for dollars for example right. or you know if you're working in an environment that has you mostly deal with people one-on-one your ability and level of influence is less than people who deal with people one-to-many you know and mm-hmm. like what does one- one-to-many look like anytime you communicate on social media That's a one-to-many conversation. If you host a radio show, and by the way, you can set up your own show these days on Blog Talk if you need somewhere to start, right? If you host a blog, if you write a newsletter, all of those are examples of one-to-many communication where you can start to build a larger following. and. The bigger you're following, the more influential you are, the more ability you have to have relationships where many people know, like, and trust you and will take action based on your suggestions.
0: Absolutely. I mean, writing a book is also one to many, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great example of a place to hold influence.
0: Absolutely. And and for a lot of people who work one-on-one, you know, coaches, therapists, counselors, consultants, there are usually not really that difficult way, uh, of a way or, or of a process to take what you're doing from sort of a one-to-one relationship and make it a one-to-many relationship and, and you know it doesn't necessarily have to go from a one-to-one to one to a thousand right away right it, you can go from a one-to-one to one to five one to six one to twelve one to twenty and over time sort of build it up as opposed to like thinking wow I have to go speak in front of an auditorium full of hundreds of people that doesn't necessarily have to be step number two that could be step number seven eight or nine
1: yeah perfect i love the way you created that right because a lot of us stop ourselves from becoming influential because they you know you might think in extremes right you might might be like wow i'm terrified about speaking in front of 500 people i could never do one to many well okay could you speak in front of three Right. You know, like if you just shift even some of your work to group work, even, you know, let's say you were a counselor and you, you shifted a certain amount of it to group counseling, you've now increased the level of your influence fivefold by having those groups in your, uh, in your arena, right? Absolutely. And, and if you add in tools like doing a newsletter to people right. or um, even growing your connections on social media on LinkedIn or Facebook... Those are all means by which you're now increasing the number of relationships you have and growing your
0: influence. Right. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that I've learned over time is that sometimes, you know, people have these dreams. Oh, I'm going to host a workshop. I'm going to have dozens of people show up and then, you know, not dozens, but five or six show up and like, oh, if I failed, it didn't work. And, and, and people don't realize that it takes also sometimes consistency. Of, of continuing to put yourself out there week after week, month after month, year after year, that w- what may start with sort of a relatively small group over time because you're being consistent in putting yourself out there, in making that one-to-many type of connection, that over time it grows from two to four to eight to 16 to 32 to 64. And it it doesn't happen overnight necessarily, but with consistently, it continually happens.
1: Yeah, a great analogy is it's almost like the garden you water, right? Right. You plant a seed and you water it and you tend it every day. And there will be trees growing there in no time.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. So uh, speaking of, of watering a garden, so one of the important things that you point out in the book is that you need to water your garden, which is your relationships to other people who are also influential, influential people, or, or not also, but who maybe are influential people before you've gotten to the same level of influence.
1: Yeah, uh, that's absolutely the case. You know, if you look at one of the key habits of influential people, it is that they build relationship with other influential people, right? And that's what we talked about earlier, right? You can't make yourself influential. And so, you know, this is where I see one of the biggest mistakes that people make around growing their own influence, you know, because a lot of us grew up with sort of one set of rules in our head from what we learned in kindergarten and the playground, and, and we've got a a comparable set of rules that we learned when we first started networking business. You know, for example, (laughs) we learned things about fairness or, you know, we learned about reciprocity. You know, you might buy a colleague a coffee in order to kickstart a relationship. And you only need to to offer to buy the CEO of a Fortune 500 a a coffee once. And faster than you can say gatekeeper, you're going to learn pretty fast that highly influential people play by a different set of etiquette and a different set of rules.
0: Right. Right, Absolutely.
1: And and that's because influencers tend to deal with their time differently. So this is where a lot of people get stopped because they want to build a relationship with influential people and they don't get the etiquette of how to do that. And, you know, this is where if I could give you an analogy, if that's okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, it, it would be like if you moved into the new house and the neighbor comes by and instantly says, Wow, I love that lawnmower. I just saw you wheeling up the walk. I can't wait to borrow that baby. Or I love that stereo <laughs> you just carried in or whatever it is, right? Right, and,
2: right, right. And,
1: you know, at that moment, you're probably rolling your eyes back in your head going, shoot me now. Who did right. I just move in next door to, right? right? And, you know, the reality is we see this at networking functions all the time and people don't recognize it, right? right. At a networking function, the most influential person in the room is usually the host or the, or the guest of honor, and you often see the guest of honor or the speaker walk off stage and there'll be a lineup of people waiting to meet them. And half of them will want to buy them coffee or, or lunch. And the other half will want to give them a, a sample of their product, like their book or their CD or, or a physical sample of their product. And, you know, here's the thing, like offering to buy an influential person a coffee or uh, or offering them a sample of your, your product is a lot like going to the new neighbor you just met and saying, you are going to love my kids. You're so going to enjoy babysitting them.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? it's, it's this mentality. It doesn't
1: land well. It lands like what I would affectionately call a premature ask. You right. know, people always laugh yeah. when I say that. They say, premature what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but the premature ask is when, you're, when whatever it is you're doing is more about you than it is about the person you're meeting.
0: Exactly.
1: Right. Which which brings me to another key habit of highly influential people, which is that influencers tend to use influence as a currency. They use influence to build relationship with each other, right? So if you watch how influential people tend to operate, they are routinely endorsing and recommending and shining the light on other people. You know, one of the most significant Things that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did to become influential is he shone the global spotlight on Rosa Parks, a right. worthy, inspiring individual who was doing good work, and he had the whole world focus on her. He endorsed her, gave her credibility, and he was careful to choose someone that he authentically respected and admired,
2: right? right exactly You
1: see influential people do this all the time. They are often praising, encouraging, endorsing and recognizing the work of other influencers. And that's the way they build relationship with each other.
0: Right, right. And also, you know, influential people, when they're building a relationship with somebody, as you say, they make it about the other person, not about them. And they make that effort to kind of find out, well, what is it that this person adores and likes? What are they passionate about? So sometimes they build influence by, let's say, um uh, doing something for that person let's say who who likes a particular charity or benefit organization so they work with them on a fundraiser or 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 maybe it's a little thing maybe you you know this woman and the they love black Labrador retrievers. So you, you give them a little thank you card for having got together and spent time with you. And there's a picture of a black lab on it. So then the person knows, like, you really made the effort. You put thought into it as to what that person would really appreciate. And now you, you, you create a, a bit of uh you know, you, uh, you've added a little bit of fertilizer to the garden and and, and doing things like that on a consistent basis it's really how you build a relationship because a relationship is not one way it's two-way and that means that when you show up in service and you're doing things for the sake of the other person not thinking about yourself they will naturally eventually turn around and say hey i'm so appreciative of all this stuff you've done how can I help you? What can I do for you? But if you show up with your hat in your hand asking for something right away, as you say, the premature ask, they're going to be, this person only wants to take, why am I going to spend my time with them? They're not really looking to contribute to society. They're looking just for themselves.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the key distinction, I love how you put that, Sam, is that you know offering to buy someone a coffee at that level Your $5 latte is not worth an hour of their time. It just isn't. That offers more about you than it is about them.
2: Exactly.
1: And, you know, so you want a way to approach an influencer at a networking function, offer them something influential, Right. right? You know, maybe they mentioned they were going to be speaking in Chicago next week. You could say, wow, you know, I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn in Chicago. Would you like me to give a shout out for your Chicago event on my LinkedIn? Right. right. Your social media is not to sell you and promote you. It's right. why a lot of people dislike social media because they intuitively know, ooh, I don't want to go on social media and brag about myself. Right. right. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Your social media is the equivalent of the apple pie. You take the new neighbor.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, time for us to take, believe it or not, our last commercial break of the hour. So we've just got a few more minutes when we come back. So, um, Teresa, I know we're not going to get to everything, but there are a couple of more things that I I just want to touch upon. Um, uh, Becoming a hub for other influencers, which kind of leads to to what we're talking about, and and engaging and enrolling others and taking action. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking to Teresa DeGro. A very influential person in my eyes, um, and we will be right back. Ding ding ding.
1: you're listening to the talking alternative network
0: dude 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 transforming tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m eastern on talkingalternative.com it's the dudes of disruption The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com Forever Disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption. Disrupting your automatics.
2: DUDE.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour has been Teresa de Grobois, author of Mass Influence. Okay, so we just have a few minutes, so let's, let's keep it quick. I just want to talk about um, something you, you mentioned in the book I found quite interesting, which is being a hub for other influencers.
1: Yeah, one of the greatest ways you can be of service and build relationship with other influential people is actually become a hub of the influencers in your industry or, or the conversation that you're standing for if you're doing more philanthropic work, right? Right. So, that, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can do that, right? You can um, start a radio show. You know, I love what you're doing, Sam. I love <laughs> Thank you so uh, you know, much, Teresa. I'm such a huge fan of your show. Thank um, you. You could create a conference that you invite a bunch of influential speakers to come and speak at. You could run an online webinar series or teleseminar series. You could start a podcast. You could write a blog where you routinely talk about or review the books of other influential people you admire. Any form that you do where you bring together influential people and their work and routinely shine a light on their brilliance and get that work out to the world in a broader way, that has you becoming a hub. And you will start to take on the influence levels of all of the people you help.
0: So essentially, it's like you're gifting your influence to these other people of of high influence.
1: Yeah, you know, something a lot of people don't realize. And this is where it's like when you get this, it's like riding a bike. You know, Mm. when there was actually a time when you were really little, you thought riding a bike was really hard. In fact, you probably thought your parents were crazy for thinking you could balance (laughs) on that thing. And then once you get it, it becomes so easy and so intuitive that you no longer even think of it as something you're doing. It's just what you happen to be doing while you're, do- while you're doing something else, right? Mm-hmm. It's like breathing takes 24 hours a day, but we tend not to think of it as a time consumer, right? Mm-hmm. Influence is like that. When you start to be able to routinely gift influence is just a routine part of who you are as simple as breathing. It's actually the act of giving influence to other people that makes you influential there's the big aha moment i'm going to say it again because i want to make sure nobody missed it it's the act of giving influence to other people that has you become more influential
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. It's so true, and it's one of the things that I've really learned from you, Teresa, and and from seeing how you operate the Evolutionary Business Council. It it this whole concept of just gifting, 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 gifting your influence to others. Um, and it's one that I'm I'm very um, humble to to have learned from you. Um, you also talk in the book about engaging and enrolling others. Um, that that people who are influential. Are very good at that.
1: Yeah, you know, the ability to inspire other people to your vision Mm -hmm. is one of the key things that influential people do, right? Right. And, you know, when we think about it, this is where living your own passion becomes so important, because the more you're lit up about what you're doing, the more you're excited about it, Mm -hmm. the easier it is to have other people be infected by your excitement, to have catch the wave of what you're doing, and really get turned on about wherever it is that you're leading. And so standing in your own dreams, standing in your own passion becomes so important And, and really making it crystal clear and brilliant that other people can say, wow, I can get behind that. Yeah, let me come along on that journey.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, that's, and that kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about earlier about the, the being authentic. It's like you can't enroll and engage people if you're not being authentic. But when we're being authentic and we tap into that heart's desire, that, that burning desire that's inside of us, it becomes so easy to enroll and engage people because they're just naturally going to want to be around you because they see you being what you're talking about.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And, and I guess the last point is, is uh, probably the most important point, which is all about taking action.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think one of the key things that a lot of people don't get is that living the life of your dreams takes action. Otherwise, you're just dreaming. Right. So even if you do one small thing every day, to lean in the direction of what you love and the contribution you want to be in the world, whether it's just to inspire people to live more fun, enthusiastic, awesome lives, or, or whether it's to take on a specific challenge or something in your community that you really want to stand for the solution of, the more you lean in and take action every day around doing something toward that dream, the easier it is for you to be influential and actually have an amazing, incredible, happy, turned-on
0: life. Right. Right. And, and that action doesn't have to be daunting. I know, you know, some people like Tony Robbins, he talks about taking massive action and doing massive things so that you can really have a powerful life, and that's great. But sometimes that can be intimidating towards people, and sometimes it's easier to just take the baby steps, but to take them consistently, right? Um, well,
1: and in fact, the only way massive action happens Mm-hmm. is through thousands of little baby steps right it 's all baby steps it 's right. all little things, and the more you do baby steps, the more you increase your own capacity to do larger steps right right but but no one gets to massive action without starting out with those very small everyday routine habits you know that 's right. one of the reasons with when I did uh, rote mass influence, I actually created a thirty day influence challenge hey. that 's little Two-minute exercises you can do every day, and we gift this to you with the book. You know, it's just a a program you can do online with us. And it's just little one, two-minute videos that you watch, and it takes less than two, three minutes to go do each of the exercises. And it's just routine habits that you can practice that have you lean in toward where you want to be influential. How do you build your own influence? How do you create that life of your dreams that's important to you?
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Teresa, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to bring some of your influence to this radio show. Um, how do people find the book if they want to get a copy of it? Where can they find it?
1: Well, I would just ask everybody to go to massinfluencethebook.com, and we show all the different places you can pick up a copy of the book. Um, Wonderful. And included with that, is, as soon as you buy the book, we also include this 30 day influence challenge we've priced it as cheap as humanly possible just yeah. because i want to get this book into the hands of as many people out there as we can because i'm about starting a movement i you know i i'm really clear that influence is the route to changing the world one life at a time and so i just love as many people to get fired up about this as possible
0: wonderful wonderful well since the book is already a number one bestseller on amazon uh, i think you're you're well on your way
1: (laughs) thanks sam i appreciate that we're pretty excited about the response, the book has gotten. It was pretty humbling to see the book go bestseller in the UK and Germany as well as North America, all on the launch day. So oh, wonderful,
0: pretty neat. wonderful, and and the way. I mean, I want to be really clear with our audience. The way that it went number one bestseller in in three different countries on on the its launch day was because you really live the principles of this book. I mean that you have gifted influence to so many people, myself included, in so many ways that there is no way we would not do everything we could to influence those around us to help you with this mission because we've seen you put this into action yourself.
1: Oh, thanks, Sam. I so appreciate that. And, you know, if I could make one call to action for the listeners,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the people who are recommending you read this book to you deeply care about you and your success. If you want to start somewhere, give them influence back. And if you're listening to Sam's show, you know, Sam's show changes lives. Go shout that from the rooftop because that, my friends, will change the world
0: absolutely absolutely and that's and that's what we're here for we're here to empower uplift educate the world on principles like this so that we can make it a better place because as we said earlier in the show we are the ones we have been waiting for. Thank you so much, Teresa. Again, the name of the book is Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential. You can find it at massinfluencethebook.com. Thank you so much, Teresa. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. Enjoy your Columbus Day.
1: Yes, actually, Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving up in
0: Canada, right. I forgot. Happy Thanksgiving. So
1: aligned with Columbus Day. It's so neat that they're both falling on the same
0: day this year. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, everybody listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please. Check it out and know that we'll be back next week with another great interview. And don't forget to listen tomorrow evening to the Dudes of Disruption and Being Community Radio starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week.
1: If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com.
2: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day.
0: Dude. 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 Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night 8 to 9 Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com Forever Disrupted. The dudes of disruption disrupting your automatic
2: Dude.
1: you're listening to the talking alternative network